What's up, everybody? I'm Steph. And I'm Mari. We are two licensed professional counselors in the state of Wisconsin, and this is the Rewriting Her Story podcast, a mindset podcast for everyone. Here we'll discuss daily issues we face ourselves, struggles our clients are having, and ways to tackle everyday life, and whatever else comes up. We take a no-bullshit approach while still being empathetic and supportive. Let's Let's fucking fucking go. go. Go, go, go. You guys, before you listen, we have some exciting news. Starting next month, we are bringing back our Mindset Masterclass Level 1. I'm so excited for any of our new listeners or our returning OGs to be able to come to this masterclass. So it is one hour for three nights, a Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And we are going to give you all of the details on DBT and how to start implementing the basic foundational skills into your everyday life. Yes. The building blocks of what we teach our clients more in depth of what we've talked about on here. Like you don't want to miss it because this is pretty fundamental stuff. That's pretty life-changing, pretty life-changing. So if you are interested, please send me a DM at BEA underscore XO 11 on Instagram. And I will make sure that you get registered and give you all the information that you need to know before we start. We can't wait to see you guys there. Bye. Bye. I wish you could have seen look at my email when it was like Bumblebee Tuna has joined your Zoom meeting. I literally, I was like, Mari isn't funny anymore. Let me just delete that. And I was like, I don't even know why it came to me, but I was like, yeah, Ace Ventura, Bumblebee. Dude, the amount of times I watched both those fucking movies, like I can't, I think I wore the VHS out. Like <laughs> endless. I broke the rewind button. Literally, this is my favorite. And so I was like, yeah, let me just put my name Bumblebee Tuna. Fuck oh my it. God. That was fantastic. What a way to start an episode, you guys. Literally. <laughs> you know what episode this is? Oh. Uh, don't look it up. Don't cheat. That's why I looked up. I went like that. <laughs> well, I, I want my notes. Uh, like um, thirty-two. Yes. Oh, thank good God. job. Well, because we both were like, we have to record, and I was like, I thirty already came out, so there's probably only one left. So yes, my yeah, mathematical already, skills. That one's very key. Leave me to thirty-two. <laughs> Episode oh. 32. This is a heavy one. It is. As I'm like, let me just put a, a shitty name in there too. Just to like, like when we talked about grief and we we're like, <laughs> it's heavy Guys, in the sense of read the room <laughs> having to. Okay. So the topic that we're discussing yes. is forgiveness, right? Mm-hmm. So it's heavy in the sense of what is the situation that you're forgiving a person for? That's where it can yes. get heavy. Right. But the overall topic of forgiveness, I feel like it's a pretty liberating subject. Yes. I absolutely agree. I think that if you look at forgiveness as a way to freedom for your own life, then it is very liberating. Very. I, we both watched the same Ted talk unbeknownst to us that we both watched it, but we did. Um, And this woman through our brains, literally, literally. And if we were in person right now, we'd probably be speaking in sync. We'd probably, we'd probably just, what is that? What are those creepy twins from The Shining? 
<laughs> we'd probably just do that the whole time then yes. we want you to forgive yourself like, <laughs> um <laughs> this movie is so fucking scary oh my god somebody was like do you watch horror movies and i was like no i, love I had this discussion like, with bug yesterday he no was talking way. about he said that he oh he told this boy i hate soccer because he played soccer and doesn't like it and the kid was like i'm not gonna be your friend since you don't like soccer and i was like well he goes that was a bad choice for him and i was like yeah that wasn't the greatest choice i said because here's the thing auntie Murray hates scary movies i would never not be friends with her because she doesn't like scary movies right exactly and i'm not not gonna be friends with you because you're not obsessed with glitters and unicorn and harry potter like we both live in a fantasy world so yours <laughs> comes real dark. Yours, well and like <laughs> yours comes true sometimes <laughs> like no one's found a unicorn they have found a murderer <laughs> or <Anyway>. hundreds <laughs> anyways enough about that yes. <laughs> before, I, before i have fucking nightmares um so, so we watched the same TED talk, which was about a man murdering this girl. Which was about murder. So I literally was like, I don't know if I want to still listen to this. It threw me off because I was like, she's like peppy and like excited. I know, she and she's so, so cute. cute. Yeah. And I was like, just the way my family was murdered. And I was like, what the fuck am I watching? I was like, was like you have my attention. <laughs> you have my attention. I don't, I guess I don't need to do four other things while I'm listening to this. So I'll just zoom in anyways so she was talking about how she came to the the point of forgiving the murderer so she was talking about how she did all this research and how everyone's like oh it's so good to forgive you should forgive blah 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 and she's like but no one tells you how to do it no one tells you how to do this so she kind of broke down in her talk um ways to do it and we'll get to that in a minute or at least talk about the wrong reasons to forgive somebody or why you're choosing forgiveness but i did love her her um thought process of that that forgiveness brings so much freedom to mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. instead of yeah instead of carrying around this weight of what this person did to you or what you did or what has happened um you are allowed to move through understanding why maybe those things happened, why maybe you chose the reason you did, or why maybe somebody, or to have empathy for the reason why somebody might have done something to mm -hmm. you or to your family. Um, so I thought that was a really awesome, awesome thing that came out of it. Both of the TED Talks that I watched basically were like that, that it's going to be liberating um, in yes. different ways for you if you choose forgiveness. 100%. And remember when we did the, I can't remember if it was the level two masterclass or it was just a specific one in radical acceptance and forgiveness, right? Mm -hmm. While they are two very different things, they can also go hand in hand Yeah. in the sense of if you are choosing to forgive someone for what they did, that does not mean that you're saying, Hey, you fucked me over and I'm totally okay with it. I forgive you. That's not what it's saying, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing with radical acceptance. You are not saying I am completely okay with what happened. You're saying I can't fight the reality of what happened because fighting that reality is perpetuating your suffering. Forgiveness is extending an act of kindness towards that person who wronged you, right? So that does feel very different than just saying I accept it for what it is, right? Does that make sense? It absolutely makes sense. That? Okay. You, you are. And I'm looking at the, the note that I want to um, piggyback off of what you said of forgiveness is designed to set you free. It's recognizing that the other person did something wrong. And it's not saying that it's okay. Um, but 
that you more so that you don't need anything from that person anymore that you yes. are not looking for something that vengeance is a prison that ties you to that person mm-hmm. and i think that is that person situation thing doesn't have to be that somebody wronged you it could also be a decision that you made so vengeance or or this um like well i need to write this it's tying you still to that situation it's keeping you in that shame spiral when in reality that we we are all humans on mm-hmm. this earth We are all having a human experience. There will be moments where we do not choose what is best for us. We don't choose, um, and I don't want to say what's right or what's wrong, because again, I've I've said this probably till I'm blue in the face, that I don't think that there are right and wrong. I think there are moments where you hit this fork in the road and there there is a path that will lead to lots of decisions, or um, not decisions, but lots of um, consequences, and maybe a path that doesn't lead to so many consequences. There's lessons on both paths. It's it's just how many lessons are you going to get? Well, and I like to use the verbiage of like effective or ineffective, right? Instead of like right or wrong. Yeah. Like, where is this going to effectively get me in terms of like, is this going to put me in the right direction? Or is this going to be an ineffective choice that's going to lead me down fucking consequence road over here that I'm going to fucking step in puddles every two seconds? Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. So she, an interesting thing that she talked about is she talked about, so the wrong reasons to forgive somebody um, or to choose forgiveness, I guess not forgive somebody, but even just choose forgiveness. Right. Mm -hmm. So one of the wrong reasons to forgive is forgiveness, forgiving right away because it's the right thing mm-hmm. to do. How many times have we been told that in our lives? I'm yes. like, well, forgive it. They said they're sorry, forgive them. Here's the thing. You don't have to fucking agree. Like you don't mm-hmm. have to take that, that sorry. They can apologize all they want. You don't have to take that right away. If you're not fucking ready, you're not ready. Yep. <clears throat> Enforcing some sort of forgiveness is putting a, bu- a bandaid over a bullet hole. Like you are still going to be hemorrhaging that doesn't make it. It's not going to speed up the healing process. And we're not here to make other people comfortable. Well, they're uncomfortable mm-hmm. because they hurt you. Not my fucking problem. That's, that's one of the next ones is forgiving quickly. Or that's one of the other ones that's coming up. But the, the second one is forgiving quickly makes you a good person. Um, victims feel a lot of pressure to forgive and others, they, they feel a lot of pressure to forgive right away to make others more comfortable. Mm-hmm. No, we're not doing that anymore. no. Mm-mm. I'm not here to make anybody comfortable. Nope. And as much as me and stuff can sit here and be like, um, the fuck no. And seem and be assertive about it and seem as if, um, this is something that is so, you know, second nature to us. There are moments, absolute moments, stuff I had to remind me the other day, like we're not here to make other people comfortable. And by all means, I'm not saying go out here and be an asshole and just be like yes. snapping all over people because you're hurt and there's trauma or there is, there's, you know, these unresolved feelings that have come from this, this wrongdoing to you. That's what therapy is for. Mm-hmm. Sort that shit out. Like there, you do, it does not have to be this hard. There are people there to help you and talk about this. However, we need that reminder too, of like, we're not here to make other people comfortable. Your grieving is going to, your grieving and forgiveness process is going to look different from everybody else's because you are your own person. Mm-hmm. And that is the beauty of you in, as an individual. Like there is no start and end date as to what forgiveness looks like. Well, and what I was going to say when you mentioned that too, is what I mean. And I think this is a similar meaning for you. When we say like, we're not here to make people comfortable. I'm no longer going to sacrifice my well, like well-being and happiness to make somebody else feel better. I'm not doing that anymore. I did that my whole fucking life. I'm not going to be an asshole about it, but I'm not going to do things to appease another person. Right. I am not bending my boundaries because you are uncomfortable with them. You can be uncomfortable with them. 
Yep. That is yours to sort out. You are allowed your feelings. That is valid. You, you have that experience. My boundaries were placed here to protect me, not you. Yep. So that's what I mean. I'm not bending my boundaries to make somebody else more comfortable. Mm-hmm. The third thing, um, forgiving quickly is a shortcut to healing. Wrong. Wrong. That means, uh, well, doesn't mean um, automatically, but it definitely could mean that we are just glossing over the fact that what has happened to us, what we have done, what somebody else has done, just glossing over that fact and being like, that's okay. Like I can move on. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like it's okay. I forgive them Mm -hmm. and not really acknowledging or validating your own feelings or even giving you a chance to validate your own feelings. It's just another form of avoidance, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I thought those were really interesting takeaways. Absolutely. The second one that I listened to, I was telling Murray earlier was a man who did not have his dad in his life due to his dad being heavily addicted to drugs. And, um, when he became an adult, his dad reached out and wanted to meet up with him and his kids. And he was like, I want to be a part of your kids' lives. And he said, it got heated because I wasn't ready and I resented him and I left. And then I never talked to him again. And then two years later, I got a phone call saying he died. And the quote that he said, I don't know if this was a definition that he made up, but he said to forgive means to cease to feel all resentment from an offender. He said, Mm -hmm. I had a tool in my pocket to use, which was forgiveness. And I chose resentment. And I was like, Ooh, wait, wow. That's like, yeah, for sure. I mean, how many people are walking around holding resentment towards another person for how they treated them in the past or something that happened, whether it be a parent, a spouse, a partner, a friend, a teacher, like whomever, a political figure. Uh, like there's so many things that people are holding onto that. While I get whatever situation that you went through, whatever you endured was probably awful. And it's Mm -hmm. probably infuriating. And maybe there were moments where you felt helpless and you felt, um, that, forgiveness is my control. I have control over it. And so I'm not going to give it up. I'm not giving up the one thing that I have control of in this situation. But the thing that we don't realize is that holding on to that is so much harder than letting go. It is so much harder than actually forgiving and letting that rope go. I mean, you are getting burns, rope burns from tugging that along with you and and refusing to say that this isn't mine to carry anymore. Mm -hmm. And I do truly believe that forgiveness is for you and not the other person. Absolutely. Could the other person feel better? Sure. But at the end of the day, that's not why you're doing it. You're doing it. So you're not carrying around this heavy ass weight that doesn't belong to you. And I think sometimes we use that as not an excuse, but like armor, like you said, right. Mm -hmm. To have control in the situation of like, well, if I don't forgive you, then I'm justified in feeling the way that I do. And then, but it just, it so much negativity and hurt is going to build up. And then you're going to build these like brick walls around you. And it's just not, that's not liberating. And that's not emotional freedom. And I'm here for all the emotional freedom, right? Like feel your feelings. Don't avoid, don't hold on to shit. That's not yours. Don't pick up shit. That's not yours. Right. And if Mm -hmm. forgiveness doesn't feel good to you for whatever reason, then let's talk about radical acceptance, right? Let's do at least one of them. So you're not carrying that shit around because it's only weighing you down and making you feel so fucking heavy. And it doesn't need to. I a hundred percent agree. What do you think for you was the hardest moment 
for forgiveness? Like what is a situation, person, event in your life that you had to forgive somebody for that it was hard? <laughs> um <clears throat> my first like thought is to go back to like, I don't want to call them like bullshit fights with friends when I was younger. Right. But like, I don't know that I held on. Don't get me wrong. Let me rephrase that. I was like the queen at holding grudges. It's not like a proud moment. Right. But like that was control for me. Right. I'm going to stay mad at you forever. And I'm going to let you know that you fucking pissed me off and you did me wrong. And I'm going to blah, blah, blah. Right. Like I, I was that person for a very long time. In all honesty, I feel like one of the hardest things I've had to do was like forgive myself for things that I've done Mm -hmm. in the past, whether it be to myself or to another person, how I treated myself. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's not like a lifelong journey, but I feel like that's a continued journey. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely makes sense of that. It's because you're constantly growing, you're constantly Mm -hmm. changing as a human and hopefully attempting to evolve into a better space. And in order to do that comes reflection. And with that reflection, it's wow. There were some moments there that I am not proud of and that I really need to go back and figure that out. And I don't think like my parents were fantastic. Like I've talked about it before. My parents were very strict, right. But as I've gotten older and my background as a therapist, obviously has definitely helped, but I just have a different understanding of why they raised me the way that they did. Right. I don't think I have to forgive them for that, but I have a better understanding of like the motives behind why they did what they did. Right. Mm -hmm. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to talk about yours? What do you think mine is? I mean, I feel like I know, but like, <laughs> I'm not going to put you on blast on the fucking podcast. <laughs> Why not? I'm just kidding. Uh, I would say that the hardest thing I had to forgive was how, how in depth do we want to go? I mean, bro, that's up to you. I would say that first, the first level would be forgiving my ex for the things that have happened between us. And the second level, the deeper level would be forgiving myself for putting myself in those situations. Mm -hmm. that's worded wrongly forgiving myself for staying when I know I was worth and am worth more I didn't put myself in situations I didn't cause any of the things that happened to me sure people make choices so there's that do you feel like you've achieved that yeah oh absolutely absolutely I think I've forgiven myself I didn't Um, I didn't really have any self-worth or, um, self-efficacy or admiration, man. I've been seeing four, four and four, four, four all fucking day long. I'm I'm about to, yeah, I already did. You keep, oh, you did? I already did. Like four, four, four is leveling up in like your job or whatever. And four, four is like a self-empowerment 
movement. So of course I look over, it's 444 while I'm talking about this. Anyways, <laughs> the universe is fucking crazy. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I, I didn't, I did not appreciate a lot of things that I had to offer, like who I was. I was very self-conscious um, and didn't really recognize my talents. And so like we had talked about in previous um, I was going to say relationships, previous episodes that I settled for the first person who really gave me attention. And uh, my personal journey with this forgiveness is not to make somebody a villain here. It sure. takes two people to be in a relationship. And there was, I have acknowledged and apologized even for the things that I have done wrong in that relationship. Um, so I think that that was the hardest thing I think the, the forgiveness came when I understood that I had put myself in better positions to be able to have growth from that. Like I really stepped into vulnerability with friendships. I really stepped into um, pushing myself further in my career, mm-hmm. getting to where, I, like to even just to get out of the, the hospital system we were in to get into like outpatient therapy. That was, that was a huge jump. Like, so there were so many things that I feel like I really sat in and put the work in where I was able to look at myself wholeheartedly and say, like, you needed every piece of that journey. You needed Mm -hmm. every piece of what happened to you and what you went through to be able to really step into radical self-love, like really step into that. And like, there, there's obviously things that I struggle with. Body image is a huge one. So there's moments where there is not radical self-love or acceptance of, I would say my physical form, but like my mental, emotional, like soul, like, man, I really do. I fucking love me. I do. Cause I've fought fucking hard to be here. You know? I still truly struggle with a lot of self-doubt a lot. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, so, I like come off as like, I don't, but I do. Yes. Self-doubt, uh, when it comes, when it comes to like work stuff, like when I'm entering into a next level of something that I'm not familiar with. Yeah, absolutely. We started the podcast. I was like, what the fuck, what, do, what are we supposed to talk about? Like, what am I going to talk about? Like I have a speaking engagement coming up what am I supposed to talk about? Like, mm-hmm. I know what I'm supposed to talk about, but it's that next level where it's like, Jesus. But even I- if people like, when people send me messages, whether it be about the podcast or what I post or whatever about how it's like impacted them, mm-hmm. I still in my brain, I'm like, how, what is it that you're doing? That's so special. And I don't know why. I mean, I do know why, but like, I why? really, truly, I'm just like an inherently negative, sad person. Like I just am, (laughs) I don't like, I can come off as confident. I can play the role. Um, but inside I just time out. I, I want to back up. I don't think that it is fair for you to say, I play the role. Because then I think that that can be interpreted as you are showing up as an inauthentic version of yourself. And I don't think that that is true. No, I I don't think that that's true. Right. So I think that I want you to rephrase that because that, I I don't want that bias to be out there. I want to, I want to not have like that. If you show up on your stories and you're like, I'm fucking feeling myself or I'm this or I'm that, like, but in those moments you really are. And I know those moments I am 100%. Yes. You can tell when I am. Yes. Yes. 
So I think it's more so intellectually, like I know I, I'm, I'm there, right? Like I know my shit. I'm a very skilled clinician. Sometimes I struggle to understand, um, this is going to sound terrible. Like why people think I'm a good person. Oh, you're so judgy right now of yourself. I know. I know. And I don't know why, like, I don't even know where this is coming from, but I do that screen and pumped you right. In the- <laughs> and it's not all the time. I think it's more, I think it's worse when I'm hormonal for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Or if I'm like overwhelmingly sad about something, I tend to just internalize stuff as like not a knock on me. I don't really know how to explain it. And again, it's not all the time. But, and that's where I mean, like coming to the point of like forgiving myself because for so long I personalized everything, right. Another yeah. other person's behavior, something at work. Like I always attributed it to being something wrong with me. And now I check that when that happens, right. Whether mm-hmm. it's somebody having an attitude with me, I'm like, I mean, I didn't do anything. So I know it's not me. Right. Right. Whereas like 10 years ago, I would have internalized it as like, what did I do wrong? Did I say something wrong? Or like, do they just not like me? Or, you know, like not in an obsessive way, but I always just assumed it was something that I did. Mm-hmm. Look at us <laughs> fucking deep. Maybe that's why I subconsciously changed my name. Cause I was like, mm, it's going to be a vulnerable one. We didn't even think it was going to be vulnerable. Not even no. that we were discussing vulnerability before it, but, but in my head, I kind of was like, well, I'm going to ask Steph what was hard for her to forgive. And I know that she'll ask me because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. But I think that is not, but it's, but is such a dismissive statement. This is a podcast about mental health and what is more mental health than two people who have studied to be therapists to help people admit and talk about and discuss things that they struggle with because they are human having a human mm-hmm. experience as well. Yep. 1 million percent. I think sometimes people think that we like, they forget that we're human. Right. And that we have emotions and that we have bad days and that we struggle sometimes. And that Um, you can't say whatever the fuck you want to us. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So some of y'all be wilding. Some of y'all be like, I'm like, that come out of your mouth right now. Sometimes it floors me like people's audacity to be quite honest. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't get it. Sometimes I don't get it. It's not for us to understand because we don't need to personalize it because how somebody else thinks, feels, or perceives what I am saying without entering into an effective conversation with me is none of my fucking business. No, absolutely not. Ba-bow. Hopefully you guys understand the difference between forgiveness and radical acceptance. I feel like we explained it pretty well. Um, But again, radical acceptance applies to so many other things in life. And I can't say enough how thankful I am to have been able to internalize that skill. It may have taken me like six years, but I got it. And now so many things don't consume me. Do I still think about things? And I'm like, that's fucking unfair. That's bullshit. Why, why, why? Sure, mm-hmm. of course. But then mm-hmm. I'm able to say, fucking it is what it is stuff. Like either accept it or continue to be sad, right? Like, yes. cause in all honesty, that is the fact of the matter. Yes, I like this. I feel like we're just romantically staring at each other's eyes. We are. And now that we have a YouTube, people are going to see that. <laughs> I love that. These awkward silences are like the like noises or whatever. I'm like, yeah, now y'all know what I'm doing. Okay. So don't <laughs> yeah. come for me that I'm making a weird noise. You can see what I'm doing. I tried to back up 
from my microphone on this one because I feel like sometimes like obviously when I purposely go into the microphone yes. that's fucking funny but I feel like sometimes my mic is too close to me and it's like Elizabeth playback and it's like you just being like yeah blah blah and I'm like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like that fucking tiktok oh man it's like even in his hands and it's like I mama love the way you dancing like literally it's like you versus me you being like the singer like oh, nah, 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 nah. and i'm like ah! it is what it yes. is yes i have gotten quite a few messages from people Ugh. after listening to episode 30 they were like y'all do need to write a book i would read that in a heartbeat <sighs> really? yeah yes what do you guys want us to write about <laughs> oh my gosh i'd write about bullshit <laughs> i'll write about anything <laughs> Oh my God. How cool would that be? I know. Let us get to a hundred episodes first and see where we're at. Yes. Agreed. Oh my gosh. I'm just thinking about what we're going to do when we hit 50 episodes in a year. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, man, 50 is like, it sounds far away, but it's really not. It is not. We are 32. We are closer to 50 than we are to the first one. To 10. (laughs) To 20. No, we're not. We're still closer. Math is so hard for me. Uh, literally. Okay. So we're just going to get off now because we had some connection issues, guys, because my house hates me. I don't know. Maybe it's haunted because Steph probably put fucking demons here <laughs> because she's like, ha, this will be funny. Just to fuck with her. Yeah. That's literally. It's probably a friendly demon, but she was like, ha, to fuck with her. See what she does. I'm going to freak the fuck out and not go to bed. Anyways. So we appreciate you guys for sitting in this vulnerability with us. We appreciate you guys for receiving this message. You can find us at spooky fit mom 13 on Instagram. That is Steph. I am B E A at B E A underscore XO 11. We are at rewriting her story podcast on YouTube and Instagram. Yes. And yeah. Like us, subscribe, share all the things. All the things. We love it. We love your guys' yes. feedback. It's fantastic. Or when you tag us in your stories, we're here yes. for it. Okay. All right, guys. We'll see you in the next one. I don't know what to do to say bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>